today on the Travel Guys. In the travel news, some destinations are seeing a boost from cannabis tourism. United Airlines has expanded its service to San Francisco in a wonderful way. And if you're over 62, we will tell you about an amazing deal which expires tonight. <laughs> Lots of travel news today. Now, in our Smarter Traveler segment at 320, Mark and I have some tips for you to make you uh, travel, make those travel complaints uh, so that they don't go away and end up in the trash. At 335, our old friend Steve LaRosa stops by with his latest edition of What's Going On? Lots of great things to do close to home. Finally, at 350, Gwen Duncan of Cordially Yours Travel joins us for a lesson in travel etiquette. Seems about time the travel gal gave the travel guys an etiquette lesson, I guess. You suppose putting the seat down in the <laughs> on the toilet in the hotel bathroom is on her uh, list? I expect it probably is. So welcome, everyone, to the Travel Guys, uh, the travel show on the radio, which works to make you a smarter traveler week in and week out. Welcome to the Travel Guys. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Mark Hoffman, Tom Romano, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations here every Sunday, 3 to 4. You can find us at TravelGuysRadio.com, all the information we talk you, about you, you here on the program. You say we're the Travel Guys? We're the Travel Guys. I was wondering who I was, so I'll write that down. I'm you one of you, the Travel Guys? You are one of the Travel so Guys, So if anybody asks me, because a lady today in a store at Bath & Body Works, she said, are you, I, I said, I have to, what are you doing today? I said, I'm going to do a radio show. She said, oh, are you somebody famous? <laughs> and I said, well, probably not yeah, so much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least she didn't do. I was at the, the airport one time, uh-huh. and uh, I was we were there early, so I was picking up something to eat. And, and the guy across the counter, he goes, he looked at me, and he goes, aren't you somebody? <laughs> and I go, well, yeah, well, I hope so. And then, uh-huh. he, then, then he goes, I know, you're Captain Carrot. You remember Carrie yeah, Osler? Yeah. Kept, they go, no, I'm not Kevin. Do you want to hear something's crazy? But Except for the somebody. fact that his hair was a different color. The two of you do actually look a little bit alike. <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah. I have to say that uh, Captain Carrot and Carrie Nosler in in extremely better condition uh-huh. always yeah. than I ever was or ever will be. <laughs> we have a lot of travel news. I know, I know. I mentioned that in the on the on the on the promo at the beginning of the show. So with, I guess we better get to we it. We better. So without uh, further ado, Mark Hoffman in the travel news. Get too much ado's at the beginning of the program, you've got problems. Yes. Ado's everywhere. <laughs> uh, good thing that you're on land and not stuck on a cruise ship somewhere in the Gulf of Mexico. There are several thousand, uh, some folks say as many as 20,000. It looks like the count is closer to about 11 or 12. But there are uh, several, particularly Carnival cruise ships that are headquartered in Galveston, Texas, are having a little bit of trouble getting home to port. And, of course, the other interesting thing is that even if they get home to port, both of the Houston airports are closed. Um, the, the hobby is going to be closed through Wednesday, it appears, and they're hoping to open Intercontinental tomorrow, but I think that's probably just a hope. But So even if your cruise ship gets you back to Galveston, 
you got no way to pretty much get home from there. And, and the list of closed airports and stuff, um, basically every airport in, in the southern part of Texas, there's about 11 of them that are closed. Um, both of the Houston airports are closed. Uh, some of them have already posted closing, closings for a couple of days. So if you have any plans to go anywhere in southern Texas this week, I'm going to suggest you you're not going. And I'm going to suggest you that if you are going have plans to go next week, you're still not going. And the reason is because even when the roads get open, the hotels are going to be filled with people who live there who need places to stay. So, And the hotels are going to give preference to, fo- to local people and the like. I see where Airbnb is offering free accommodations and stuff. So if you have to go to southern Texas, if you don't have to go, don't go until the all-clear is given. And that's uh, kind of the word we mentioned that there is a great deal that expires tonight. There is a pass, if you're over 62 years of old, mm-hmm. the National Park Pass, for <clears throat> over 20 years now, has been $10. A lifetime pass to get into all of our national parks, mm-hmm. 10 bucks if you're over 62. Starting tonight at 12.01, that price goes to $80. Oh. So, which is still not a bad deal for a life. I mean, it's still an amazing deal. Right. But, but if you're really cheap, um, like me, and you want to save 70 bucks, because I figure I might not be in the no. travel business forever. So, you know, I'm $10. That's one national park entry. Can you get that online? You can get it online. If you go to travelguysradio.com, uh, there's a link. I'm and there. you can you, you all you have to do is just go to Travel Guys Radio, and if you're over sixty two or you know sixty two or over and know someone who is, uh, you can get them a lifetime pass to get into all of our national park sites for ten bucks, but only until midnight, midnight tonight. tonight. Okay. Yes, uh, we mentioned about all of the storm in the Gulf. Lots and lots of flights canceled. Over a thousand flights today. Over two thousand uh, for the weekend. So again, if you have any plans to go that direction, make sure you check with your Travel provider first, United Airlines, I have noticed. Gwen Duncan is in the room. She's a travel agent, so she's probably very happy about this. For years, Tom, folks traveling on United Airlines who wanted to go to San Francisco, we had these uh, 35-seater things. Well, many years ago, we had less than that. But we had these 35-seater Brasilia planes that broke down about three times a day. And then they went to 50-seater regional jets. And because of the nature of San Francisco's uh, runways and the fact that the airport frequently gets overtaxed with bad weather and has to shut down some of its capacity. And those little planes oftentimes didn't fly or flew very late. So you couldn't make a connection reliably in San Francisco on United Airlines. Lo and behold, United Airlines now flies a full-size jet every morning from Sacramento to San Francisco on the 6 o'clock flight. Um, of course, it was a 19-minute flight on a regional jet, so it's probably on a big full-size jet. It's probably just enough time you get up in the air and get over the clouds and get back down again. But the point is, much more dependable air service. It comes back every night on the last flight of the night from San Francisco around 10 o'clock. Goes out in the morning at, at 6 a.m. So if you are a United Airlines flyer or you just like nice long, long nonstops from San Francisco, now you don't have to take the train or something like that. You can actually get down there and catch a flight on to Hawaii or something like that. So really... Good news for folks who fly United Airlines. And you say that, is that a 6 a.m. flight? It's a 6 a.m. flight to San Francisco. The rest of the San Francisco flights are still on the little puddle jumpers with the hamster doing the, uh, yeah, exactly. Hope you make it kind of thing, but um, at least first one in the morning and last one at night is on a bigger plane. Speaking of United Airlines, if you use Hertz Rent-A-Car and you use United Airlines, there are some great deals 
uh, for miles. If you use Hertz and you use United, you go through United to rent your Hertz rent-a-car, you can get you can pile up the miles. I won't go into big details here, but if you're a mileage hound, look into it. Hilton is offering double points through the end of 2017. Um, interestingly enough, here's a great story on cannabis tourism. This was in Travel Weekly mm-hmm. um, this week. Apparently, interestingly enough... Some locales are willing to say, wow, this has been great for us, and it's really pulling in the people and the tax dollars and uh, the hotel and the attraction dollars and the tourism bucks, and some refuse to acknowledge that it's even there. Um, Difference in Colorado. Colorado Springs says it's been a huge berm to tourism, and it's the greatest thing since Scotch Tape. Absolute literal quote. Mm -hmm. Um, In Denver, they say it's had no impact whatsoever. So how is that possible? that it's had a great impact in Colorado Springs hmm. and not in Denver. Not only are there tours and things, just like you can do winery tours, you can right. now do uh, cannabis tours and go see a grower in a distribution house and, and all that kind of stuff. Is it, are tasting, but they have a but they have a sign there that says, you can taste it, but you can't inhale it. <laughs> you know. So, anyways, inhale. it is uh, for... Alaska, California, Colorado, District of Columbia, Maine, Massachusetts, Nevada, Oregon, and Washington. Interestingly enough, Tom, on uh, TravelGuysRadio.com, where we ask folks to write in questions and ask us to do things, uh, and, and I want to know want to know questions about their travels. Mm-hmm. The cannabis thing comes up more often than anything else. Interesting. Can you take it? Um, what happens? I'm told by the folks in the Portland airport that um, they confiscate quite a bit of it. Um, basically, the rule with TSA is they're not drug, they're not there to bust you for having uh, your 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 joint in your bag. If they come across it and there's nothing that it's right in front of them, then they're going to give it. You're going to lose it, um, and that's probably the extent of what's mm-hmm. going to happen. Um, in places where it's legal, where places where it's not legal, that's a whole different thing. So don't rely on me for legal advice. But anyway, the point is, it's been a huge tourism boon in some places, and in other places, they're saying not so much. Gwen Duncan's going to join us a little bit later on to talk about travel etiquette. Here's an article about Chinese tourists. A guy got arrested for saluting Hitler in Germany um, and is spending a couple weeks in jail. Uh, if you go to Thailand, um, tourists can end up with 10 years of imprisonment for vaping in Thailand. So Gwen Duncan is going to talk to us about that at 350. Barcelona, which has had a horrible problem with illegal, with too many tourists, is removing a lot of their illegal tourism rentals, i.e. people who have turned their home into Airbnb rentals. Barcelona is cracking down, and Italy is putting concrete barriers in front of famous landmarks to try to protect people from the type of terrorism attacks that we've seen around the world. And finally, the Trump administration has decided that they will allow the sale of plastic water bottles in national parks. Some environmentalists are outraged. However, some other folks on the other side of the issue are pointing out that Bottled water is the healthiest thing that you can drink. So if people are drinking bottled water instead of carbonated beverages, that's a good thing. If you're going to eliminate them completely, that's one idea. But if you're only eliminating them for bottled water, then that eliminates a positive, healthy choice. Can't say that I disagree with that point of view. And that is the travel news for today. And we are the Travel Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Have you ever had a complaint about your travel, your hotel stay, uh, a flight. And, you know, you never hear back from anybody. It just falls on deaf ears. You're looking for some tips to see that those complaints don't end up in the trash can. Keep it here on KFBK. We'll be back in three and a half minutes and make you a smarter traveler. 
Welcome. We are the Travel Guys. Remember to follow along at TravelGuysRadio.com. And when you're out of town and you're missing the Travel Guys because you're on the road on a Sunday afternoon, go to the Travel Guys. Uh, go to the uh, iHeartRadio app, and uh, you can you can find us there. You can also request to see to have a uh, link to the podcast sent to you every Tuesday at our website, right up at the top there. We talked for several weeks about the eclipse. Up in Oregon and all across the country, how people were getting screwed mm-hmm. on their car rental fees and their hotel rooms and mm-hmm. all that jazz. There were some. And the eclipse happened last week. It did. And it didn't happen too much here in Sacramento, but it happened Look. to folks who went up to Oregon. And one of our road reporters, Clayton Whitehead, is on the phone right now. He was at. He was a part of the eclipse up in Oregon. Hello, Clayton. Hi, Mark and Tom. How you doing? Good, sir. So tell us... In 90 seconds or less, uh, how was the eclipse? (laughs) I have to say it's one of the most extraordinary things I've ever seen in my life. You know, I've seen eclipses, obviously not total, uh, throughout my life. And I thought, whatever. I went because a bunch of my friends were going and I had a place to stay. I had friends who lived in Salem. And I kind of went for the party. But I have to tell you, if you ever have a chance to see a total eclipse, do it. It is worth the effort. I don't know if it's worth the price. (laughs) Uh, In Salem, the hotel rooms were crazy. Nice hotels downtown, I heard, were as much as $3,000 a night. And the freeway hotels were as much as $800. Um, So I don't know. uh, That's a lot of money. I was lucky. I had a friend there. But it was one of the most stunning things I've ever seen in my whole life. And I've seen a lot of really incredible things. I understand it got pretty dark. It was it was weird. It wasn't just dark, Tom. It was quiet. People quit talking because everyone was in awe. The dogs simmered down. Even the crickets quit. Uh, the birds quit chirping. It was just dead silence for like a minute and a half. Well, well and you know, the good I didn't hear a siren. I didn't hear anything. The good thing is was just looking in the sky. Tom, the good thing is that in 350 years, um, those folks there in Salem will have another opportunity to see. A, a, a total eclipse. Well, there is another in 2024. It won't be there. It'll be, be it'll over Texas. Else. Yeah. Fact, Make your reservations now. Yeah. So you don't get skewered. Now you were able to. Uh, did you have? Uh, did you have some glasses? Absolutely. They were very plentiful in Oregon. Um, they were giving them away at the libraries, uh, the fire departments. Um, I understand a lot of folks in California were scurrying around and not so successful in finding those last-minute glasses, but uh, they had a good inventory up in Oregon, and uh, it's, it's just a, it's a great it's a great destination. I tell you, awesome. Salem is a lovely city. If you've never been to Oregon's capital, I highly recommend it. You could spend a couple days there, see the state capital, their beautiful parks and neighborhoods and museums. Uh, it, it's really an underrated city. You know, so much of Oregon focuses on Portland, and I get it because I love Portland too. But um, Salem, I, I'm really glad I had the time there. It was a lovely city. Lots of only about an hour and a half uh, away from the coast there. Clayton, thank you very much for a recap on uh, the on, on the eclipse in Oregon. Appreciate that, sir. Thomas, we had uh, we were going to talk to folks here about complaints. We promised about how to keep your travel complaint from getting ignored. Now we've talked about this before, um, and I and, and the reason we bring it up from time to time is because. More people are traveling. There are more more things go wrong, and there is a good and a bad way to complain about things. And our good buddy Chris Elliott at his website, Elliott.org, Chris's column appears in the uh, travel section of the Sacramento uh, Bee every Sunday. And Chris is a consumer advocate. And on his website, Tom, he has a list 
of all of the contacts for just, you wouldn't believe, not only travel companies, but some non-travel companies. So if you ever have a dispute, Elliot.org, uh, and, and what he suggests is write to somebody, wait a week or two, write to the next person on the list, wait a week or two, write to the next person on the list. But there's a way to approach this, whether you're doing it verbally or in writing, to get better results and a way not to approach it. Well, where do you start? Well, if you, it, it, when you start, you want to appeal to a company's service culture is one of the things to do. Um, travel companies frequently promote warranties, uh, promises, or mission statements that say, you know, the customer is number one, or we promise this, or we guarantee that. Um, a quick reference to these documents can sometimes be enough to persuade an airline, a travel, a car rental company, a hotel, or a cruise line to do the right thing. So what you might say is, you know, I've looked on your website and I'm kind of disappointed that you didn't achieve X, Y, Z that you mm -hmm. that you brag about a lot. Right. And I and I was just disappointed in that. And therefore, I believe that I'm entitled to some type of compensation. Uh, it, it's important to know what you want when you're when you call to complain yes that you either want a refund or a voucher or you want uh you know cookies in the mail but but it, you need to you need to have a mission you have to have a goal and you need to be reasonable because if the okay. shower in your bathroom in the hotel didn't work quite the way you wanted right but you stayed in the room and you used all the facilities and everything and you want a refund for your room i'm going to suggest to you that's kind of unreasonable but if you wrote to Marriott and asked them to refund 5,000 of your Marriott rewards points because mm -hmm. you were disappointed in the quality of your accommodation, there's probably a pretty good chance that those points would show up in your account. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to ask, you are right, it's important to have what they call in Washington on Capitol Hill an ask. You have to tell, you have to say what it is that you want and what you want needs to be reasonable. Um, you, you always want to make your complaint in writing if possible. You don't want to be complaining and threatening uh, people over the, over the telephone because there's no way to have a record of that. You want to keep it brief. Uh, don't be emotional and be, and be polite. Don't threaten people. Don't, Those are the three hardest things I think that most people deal with. They are. It's hard not to because you have to imagine the fact that the person who reads your complaint had probably had nothing to do with the fact that the complaint happened. I like this. Write in complete, grammatically correct sentences. Yes. 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 Um, okay. <laughs> I might have trouble with that anyway. Uh, you, you need to cite the rules. You, If you're going to ask for a compensation or a refund, um, it should be in the contract. Airlines have a contract of carriage, which is the legal agreement between you and the airline, which basically says if they get you there, they've fulfilled their side of the agreement. But again, if, if you're going to ask, if you flew on the plane and they got you where you're going, they're not going to refund your ticket. I can tell you that right now. But they might be willing, if you had a six-hour delay or you this happened or that happened or it was their mistake or whatever, and remember, we tell folks all the time, if you're ever in a situation, particularly when you're traveling, and you look at something on your phone that favors you, a situation, you say, oh, my plane is delayed because there was a mechanical problem at its last port of call. You want to take screenshots of anything that favors you. Always, 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 always. Very helpful in these situations because you can say, you know, I, I have screenshots of this and this and I can explain it and therefore this is why I feel that I deserve this compensation. You're citing rules. Um, you're citing the contract if it's relevant. And the other thing you want to do is you don't want to threaten. 
but you want them to let them know that you're not afraid, as, as Chris says, lawyer up without lawyering up. So the way you, way you do that is without, you don't threaten that you're going to go to court. You say, uh, you let the company know that it may be violating the law, especially if you can cite a law that they're violating or a travel code that they're violating. Um, if, you're, if your hotel is regulated by state lodging laws, then sometimes you can cite things of that sort. Gently let the person you're complaining to know that you know that you have legal rights and that you hope to be able to resolve this before you re- involve a third party. Or prior to contacting my lawyer, I wanted to see if we could resolve this. And then reasonably you explain it and you ask for what you want. And more often than not, you'll get something or you'll at least get a response. And even if you don't get what you want, isn't a response sometimes some level of satisfaction. Um, and at least knowing that your complaint didn't go into the trash. And again, if you don't, if you do all of the follow all these rules and you don't get a response, then you wait a week or two and you go to the next person up the chain and you re, and, and you go again to them. Now, eventually you're going to run out of people on the chain and that may just be that you don't do business with that company again. But laying all your cards on the table and screaming and yelling at the very beginning of your negotiations to try to get some type of compensation is not going to be the best way to do it. Well, there you go. All right. Uh, we are the Travel Guys coming up in uh, right after we do the news with John. We've got Steve LaRosa here, and we're going to take you on a what's going on trip all around Northern California on the Travel Guys. Keep it here. You can travel by road. You can fly by plane. You can take a ride on this one and only train. We can travel you and me. There he is, all the way from Australia, uh-huh. Marcus Mio. If you can find that song at TravelGuysRadio.com. You can. One, one of Mark's favorites. We are the Travel Guys. Mark Hoffman. Mm-hmm. 35 years with Sports Leisure Vacations. 38, Tom, but who's counting? Yeah, Tom Romano, uh, known him that long. Yeah, Welcome. Tom Romano uh, uh, invented radio, was yeah. there when radio first went on yeah, the air. Me and Marconi. Uh. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. We Gwen got... Duncan and Steve LaRosa are in studio with us yes, on our all-live program today. And uh, we're going to get to Steve on our What's Going On. If you want places to go and things to see around Northern California, we'll have them for you. Mark, it's been I, a year. It's I, been a year. I want to mention the fact that the underwriter of this program, Sports Leisure Vacations, is having its tour preview day um, just down the road at the Crown Plaza Hotel on Saturday, the 16th of September. If you are a mature traveler and uh, you like traveling with small groups of very nice people, why then you might find yourself a home at Sports Leisure Vacations. We've been doing this for 38 years. We go lots of exciting places. And on this tour preview day, we will roll out our new catalog. Everybody who is there will get a copy. And uh, that's only important, Tom, because there'll be about six to 700 people there that day, probably. We're, we're almost out of space, uh, literally, even though we're, the event is three weeks away. Um, and the reason it's important if you'd like to travel to come and get a catalog is by the time folks get them in the mail a few days later who don't come to the event, sometimes some of the trips are already full. So um, anyways, if you are a mature traveler, an active mature traveler, and you have never been on a sports leisure vacations trip, you can call our office at 361-TOUR tomorrow and reserve your space. There's a $10 donation to get into the event, and all of the money that you donate to get in is given away to four local charities on that day so 
Now, uh, this year, do you have uh, do you have a few new trips that, that to roll All out? All kinds of new stuff. In fact, uh, uh, Japan and Scotland and all kinds of so d- domestic I'm going to do a route 66 tour next year across all the right. country good so uh, all kinds of of good stuff sports leisure vacations sportsleisure.com so Thomas our buddy Steve is uh, just across the way here that means it's time to find out what's going on Steve uh, good to have you back with the travel guys great to be back fellas and uh, I'm glad you uh, wore your biking helmets today because we are heading up to Tahoe. Up to Tahoe. Okay. Thank you, Louise. <laughs> bike bill, I the think. Vikings yeah. often traveled on bicycles, yes. That's right. Sunday, September 10th, it's the 15th annual Tour de Tahoe. And it's actually a, a, a biking route along the 72-mile shoreline up there in Tahoe. It's for experienced cyclists. Um, I, I can believe that, yeah. Yeah, and and sadly, you guys wore your biking shorts too. I I, I wasn't going to mention that, but <laughs> oh, and, that's why we're wearing these funny colored things here. Well, yeah. Steve said wear biking shorts. He, well, that's I. I but of course, the, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Bikewest.com for more information. Now we're heading off to Sacramento via the Tahoe International Airport. Uh, Saturday, September 23rd at 8 p.m., it's Ready, Petty, Go. And it's a uh, Peter Petty, he's a, a musician in the, um, in the uh, sort of like, uh, how do you want to say, sort of like uh, a cocktail lounge singer from the, uh, the, the uh, 60s. Anyway, he's, do- <clears throat> he's doing his debut album release show at Harlow's at uh, 2708 J Street. And uh, Harlow's is going to be transformed into the Coca Copacabana West for his uh, debut album release show featuring his 10-piece Terpsichorean Orchestra. All right. I'm glad so you, what kind of music? Is, is this party that. music? I mean, it's, it's, it's basically... It's kind of like a big band cocktail lounge kind of a thing. Kind of Latin sort of... Um, um, imagine no. uh, the the, um, the rat the rat pack or something like uh-huh. that. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, now we're off to Stockton. That's... Sounds of Stockton, right there. Like yeah. Oh, it absolutely sounds like Stockton. I think we're heading down 99 on that one. It's it's the Stockton Labor Day powwow. It's uh, September 1st through 3rd. That's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, this coming weekend, at the Wendell Phillips Center on West Stadium Drive. Now, this, you guys, is a cultural celebration of indigenous Americans and their traditions and heritage. And the uh, three-day festival uh, features traditional ceremonies and handmade arts and crafts. Wow. Stockton.org. Visit Stockton.org. And links to all of these things can be found at TravelGuysRadio.com. They're all listed right there on the website. I'm looking at them all. You are correct, sir. So you do not have to write them down. Okay, let's come back to Sacramento. (laughs) You know, I think perhaps I enjoy the sound effects of what's going on as much as the actual places that Steve goes. Well, it's, you know, the only time in the uh, program that we use sound effects... (laughs) To speak, there of. might be a reason for that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, all right, back to Sacramento now. It's the, <laughs> it's the it's the Chalk It Up Festival, yeah. Saturday, Sunday, where is Monday. that held? Is that held in Sacramento? It is, Mark. Thanks for asking. Uh. <laughs> That's uh, this coming weekend, September 2nd through the 4th, at Fremont, Fremont Park at 16th and Q Street. Uh-huh. Now, been, uh, been by that on more than one occasion. In fact, the first time I saw it, I'm going, my gosh, look at all those people defacing public property. <laughs> yeah. 
there's there, there there's a, there's actually arrests every every uh, <laughs> yeah they, and this, is, this this is a problem because this chalk it up festival conflicts with another Sacramento uh, item. We're taxiing down L Street to go to, <laughs> to Old Sacramento. And what would that be, Mark? Um, that would be the Gold Rush days. That is correct, fellas. It's a rare opportunity to go back in time to California in the 1850s. you got old-time scenery. You've got tons of dirt. Now, you guys know what I mean by the tons of dirt mm-hmm. thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, They, uh, in fact, one year they, for whatever the reason, weren't able to bring it in. I don't know if it was weather-related, but yeah, they, they bring in uh, dirt and cover all of the cobblestone streets, do they not, in Old Sack? This they year, do. in a slight twist, they're going to use the recently recover, re-recovered concrete from uh, the freeway right next to Old Town there. Cover this. No, they're not going to do that. I just... Is that what we're talking that, about that, here? That's being sponsored by the they front end. They put dirt on the streets of Old Sacramento to make it look like it's really. <laughs> so really, they do. Well, yes, I, 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 they absolutely do. Anyway, is there a charge, Steve, to go to Gold Rush it, days? I believe it's free, Mark. You believe so? I believe it's free. I see. And uh, so there's a there's what about the cruise fest? Oh, now we're going to head over to Fulton Avenue. You got a bum steer, son. I believe that was Foghorn Leghorn, son. Uh, you see? Okay. Did that yeah. have to do with the Gold Rush days? Did we get out of order here with our... No, we're, <laughs> no. actually, Mark, we are in order. We're, it's not too early to get your entries in for Cruise Fest on Fulton Avenue. Oh, we talked about this last year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great event. Uh, this year, it's going to be an, on October 7th, so the climate should be milder than in years past. Uh, and it's a great event. Uh, Fulton Avenue is going to be blocked off from Marconi to Cottage. And what happens is from 3 to 5, there will be a cruise of, we're, we're anticipating about 500 cars, classic and custom cars, cruising up and down Fulton Avenue. And then um, at 5, they block the street off and the public, it's free to the public. And we, there'll be, we anticipate about 10,000 people. And uh, the the public will then be able to walk all over the street, check out these cars. We're going to have eight bands. There'll be over a dozen food trucks and interesting novelty cars. I know you guys are excited I about this. I can't believe this. Go Take f- it away, Tom. Well, there's going to be the Planters Nutmobile. With? And with the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. My favorite. I the mean, Planters Nutmobile, yeah. accompanied by... Guess who's going to be with the nutmobile? The the the, the planter nut guy, the the the, the peanut. Sounds like Mister. What the, what is he doing? It's Mister Peanut. Mister Peanut. Mister Peanut. Well, yeah. that's what I said. The nut guy. Yeah, exactly. Mr. Would that Peanut. not qualify? Okay. Uh, and they'll have the Ghostbusters truck. And okay. A bunch of novel, novelty uh, um, cars. So and, to recap, please. Here, we have the we have bicycles in Tahoe. We have the. Petty uh, album coming out at Harlow's. We've got the Labor Day powwow down in Stockton. We've got people drawing on the sidewalks in Sacramento when they're not putting dirt in the sidewalks and gold. Get out of the way of the train there. Um, and and then we've got the classic car thing. If you haven't run out of gas by all of that, stuff. that's October seventh, the Cruise Fest on Fulton Avenue, and um, 
for uh, information about entries, uh, the cost of entry, uh, just go on to calautomuseum.org or call the California Auto. There are lots Museum. of stuff going on Labor Day. That's why we call it What's Going On, Mark. There that. you go. Hey. And, and if you happen to have an event coming up, uh, here's Steve's personal cell phone number. <laughs> Uh, nine one seven. <laughs> the switchboard is ready to take if all you your calls. If you have an event coming up and you go to travelguysradio.com and you leave some information about your event, we would be happy to mention it on the radio. Before we finish this segment of what's going on, I do want to mention something that Sports Leisure Vacations has what's going on around Sacramento. Uh, Andre Ryu, the great classical uh, vocalist, is going to be in Sacramento on September the 25th. Sports Leisure Vacations is offering a package that includes transportation to the Golden One Center and an excellent seat. To see it, they go on sale tomorrow morning at Sports Leisure Vacations office at 361 Tour or sportsleisure.com. If you're on the buy invitation only list, you're going to get a special email tonight or early tomorrow morning that will give you all of the details. So if you want to see Andre Ryu, what's going on in Sacramento, you can do that with Sports Leisure Vacations, or you can also just buy tickets and go see him on your own September the 25th. You know, Tom, he did that without the help of a sound effect. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, amazing, but amazing, but true. Steve, thank you so much. You're for, welcome, We give fellas. you a bad time here, but um takes a lot of effort and work to put all this information together, and we appreciate it. We, You're most welcome. Yeah, we, we apologize for the constant interruptions. I'm used to it. <laughs> all right. We are the Travel Guys, Mark and Tom, and uh, Gwen Duncan's going to join us. I'm looking at a list of a She's bunch of stuff. She's already here. Yes, she does. But yes. we're, she's, she's going to join us the whole hour. She's going to join us on air. I'm looking at a list of things that that and a lot of the things on this list are things that I do quite frequently. Really, and uh, one of etiquette them, kind of thing. And and I and I am left-handed. I mean, there are things that we do on a daily basis, but in certain wow. countries, both of the travel guys are left-handed. Well, wait till we find out what country and what what it's what's going on if you're left-handed and you use your left hand. In those countries. Wow. We are the Travel Guys. All you ever want to know about travel etiquette coming up with Gwen Duncan right after this. I forgot to listen to Dan last week to find out why I shouldn't be using emojis, you know. I missed, oh, well, anyway, we are the Travel what Guys. What are you talking about? Uh, it was Dan Mitchinson was doing a oh, promo for right. what's coming that's up right. this week. And, and we didn't listen on Monday morning, so we don't know... So we'll continue to use them inappropriately. We have connections, though. We could send Amy an email and there you go. You know, ask her. We are the Travel Guys, Mark and Tom. Last segment of the program, our special guest, Gwen Duncan, with Cordially Yours Travel. What are we going to talk about, Mark? We're going to talk about travel etiquette. Um, there are a lot of things that Americans do in other countries that you wouldn't know would be... Rude. Something would be, yeah, rude that people would Common say. Common American customs, things that we normally do in other countries. Well, are and then the other thing is, unacceptable. There are things like we were talking about vaping in 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 Thailand. Thailand, if you even get caught with the vaping equipment in Thai, with with the thing you vape with in Thailand, you are going to be in trouble. And if you get caught on a public street, you could go to jail for ten years for vaping. And so, I mean, that's something important. A guy, a Chinese tourist, is in Germany. And maybe he knew better, maybe he didn't, but he gives the Nazi salute at a Hitler statue, and a, somebody sees him, and they write him up. So I don't want these things to happen to me, Gwen, or to my travelers when we go out overseas and things like that. I mean, I'm not okay with people putting their bare feet up against the wall of the bulkhead on the airplane. So uh, I know what you're talking about there. Yeah. The, um, there's one thing I was going to bring up, which is kind of an interesting thing. Some people are familiar, perhaps, with the um, 
the rule of chewing gum in um, uh, Singapore. Okay. And uh, they only they have like a Singapore chewing gum ban, and you're only allowed to have two packs of chewing gum. And if you are found in excess of that, I'm going to read this to you. It says tourism, a tourist that uh, visits Singapore are allowed to bring in chewing gum with them, but only a maximum of two packs. Uh, any more than that, then they will be susceptible to be charged with a, guns, a gum smuggling, uh, which costs, uh, carries the penalty of one year and $5,500 in fine. People who are caught with um, leaving chewing gum remains in public space are charged with a monetary fine, community work, and even public beatings with a bamboo stick. Wow. wow. <laughs> the, the, Chewing the, uh, gum. The, uh, the, 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 it all uh, sounded bad, but that public beating with a bamboo stick ew. sounded kind of fun. You know, oh, I mean, that's... Boy. Um, well, this this particular country, uh, you know, the amount of chewing gum you find on sidewalks and in parking lots and so forth, we could use some of that, some of those bands. You think? Yeah, I think. All right, well, let's talk about some of these. Um, okay. It's it's not cool to blow your nose in public? No. <laughs> That's only in certain countries. And that particular... Yeah, but in certain countries, there's a whole lot of them yeah, here. China, China, France, France Japan, yeah. Saudi Arabia, and Turkey. and Turkey. I mean, those are places all over the place. Blowing your nose in public is not only rude, but considered repulsive. That's right. Wow. wow. And don't drink a beer in public in Canada. We learned that by personal experience. But I did some research, and I'm going to wait, post wait, it. wait, wait. Why, why, why not drink a beer? And Canadians drink more alcohol than anybody else. Yeah, on the planet. but you have to drink it in a, a license, a government licensed place, or in a restaurant, or in your home. You can't drink on a public place. And how place do you at know all. this? Well, uh, <laughs> we were on a ferry. We went to one of the islands in between Victoria and Vancouver, uh-huh. and um, we bought two ice creams. Well, our kids were there, so we had ice creams, and Ron had a beer. And a policeman came out of nowhere. There's like 60 people that live on this island. Uh-huh. But the policeman came up and told my husband, as soon as he opened the beer, he says, pour it out. And he said, well, I just opened it. Can I just glug it? And he yeah. goes, no, pour it out or you'll be fined. And then we found out that uh, you're not supposed to drink anywhere in public. But what I did was I did some research. I thought that was strange. But I've got a map I'm going to post on my website where you can drink on the streets and where you can't in the United States. Wow. Um, here, here's something. I ran into this actually in uh, the Netherlands a number of years ago. Um, in, you know how in America, Tom, we all sit in the back of a taxi cab? Right. Well, in some countries, it's considered rude not to ride shotgun with the driver. And I got into a taxi cab at, at Schiphol Airport in the Netherlands years ago. And went to get in the back seat, and the driver said, aren't you going to sit in the front? And I was like, well, uh, well, okay. uh, well yeah, I, okay, I guess. And, and then he explained to me that, you know, many Americans will automatically go to the back seat. Sure. But in the Netherlands, mm-hmm. it's Scotland, Ireland, New Zealand, Australia, it's considered rude if you don't sit in the front seat. What, Gwen, what, what's some of your other left-handed people we were talking about oh. <laughs> uh, before we went to the break this, here? This horrifies me because I'm left-handed and so are you, Mark. Yeah. Go ahead, Gwen. Okay. Tell this us. This is not all cultures uh, have or use toilet paper. Mm-hmm. And uh, the tend to use their left hand is tied to that. Okay. Instead so, of toilet paper? Yeah. So if you... <laughs> is so, it customary in those countries to wash your hand after you've... Oh, I hope so. Well, I mean, I'm just asking. But it they say, say that if you accept gifts, um, eating or doing pretty much anything with your left hand in Africa, India, Sri Lanka, or the Middle East is considered 
disgusting. <laughs> well, there you are, Tom. We've risen to the level of disgusting. Well, after uh, boy, all of I'll these... tell you, I'm glad. I'm glad. In you our know, the last time probably... your wife said, "Tom, you're disgusting." You yes. should next time she says that, just say, "Yep, you're right, honey. I, it's been confirmed." <laughs> I have a list of 25 things. I'll post them on my website, and then uh, you want me to send. Well, yeah, you can send them to me, but we don't have we won't have them up on Travel Guys, so we'll put them up next week. Okay. I'll mention it, and we'll put them up next week. Okay. Um, there's some other things here, like like being on time, of course, um, is important in business meetings and stuff. But here, one of these says, being in many Latin America cultures, it's considered bad form if you show up on time. That's right. It's like the equivalent of showing up here in the United States an hour early somewhere. Wow. <laughs> you know, someone's and then there's lots of ones, of course, in the Middle East, and I've heard of, of these, you know, um, the soles of your feet and, and, and feet in different parts of the planet are considered to not be as sanitary or there are rules about keeping your shoes on or keeping your shoes off. And when you do that or even showing the soles of your feet in some countries. That's right. That's right. Especially in the Middle East and Arab type countries. One of the things that the United States uh, here in the United States that we do in an uh, affirmative is we'll we'll have our thumbs up thumbs up for everything okay now i'm a ketchup guy i'm i'm a ketchup guy so uh, one of the ones on your list here says in foodie cultures like Chip, like france italy spain and japan asking for ketchup hot sauce soy sauce salt yes. or anything else to alter your meal may raise some eyebrows before you ask for a condiment see if there are any on the table if not you should probably refrain refrain Refrain. Wow. Well, uh, but let's back up a second. Okay. The, the thumbs up, uh, Gwen. What uh, what countries and what does that mean in those countries? Um, actually, it's the equivalent of flipping the bird to someone. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> yes. And that's uh, Middle East, Latin America, Western Africa, Russia, and Greece. Wow. And, of course, in Hawaii, you know, with two fingers, you know, two is hang loose. and Oh, the hang loose yeah, thing? Yeah. So but, but that's a good thing, you know, as long as you don't do it wrong or... Something. Yeah, exactly. So be careful what finger, don't use any fingers in some countries. Yeah, and that's the reason I put this list together, because these are things that we do commonly uh-huh. that are just Okay, so you cannot up. find this at TravelGuysRadio.com until later. Yes. We will put it up there. Uh, we only have a few seconds here. We, we have had a lot of fun today. We I have. have. I don't know if the listeners have had fun, but <laughs> I have. Um, thank you, Gwen, and to thank Steve uh, LaRosa for... Coming in, thank you, Thomas. Thanks, Clayton, for calling in about and the to Luis, uh, our man on the eclipse. board. And we'll be here next uh, Sunday at three o'clock. Remember to dance like nobody's watching. All right, you guys, stay well, my friends. We'll see you next Sunday, three o'clock. Bye for now.